0: I want you to imagine right now walking down a city street. All right, you see pavement, bricks, power lines, pipes, windows, lights, maybe some graffiti, a tree or two. Our next guest, artist Khalil Robert Irving, thinks that a city street landscape can tell a community's story. The Walker Arts Center in Minneapolis recently opened an exhibition by Khalil called Archeology of the Present. Khalil joins us right now to talk about his work. Welcome to the program and congratulations.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Many artists create in order to help make them, help, help them make sense of or process the world around them. You describe your sculptures as um, three-dimensional concrete poetry, which sounds which is beautiful. I like how you describe that. Can you tell me your process?
1: I think the process is kind of like in in a moment or, or intuitive of my, with me being in the studio using tools that I've been kind of amassing and collecting over the last several years. So, I mean, some days when I'm in the studio, I'm moving boxes around or I'm picking some things up or I'm firing things in my kiln, but, uh, or using my printing press or, contacting the company to help me fabricate something. So the process is kind of all over the place. Specifically for the Walker Art Center, I was pressing, I was pressing clay into molds and making tiles. Uh, And then we're also presenting a few works that are made with industrial materials. So uh, in the exhibition, when you walk up on the platform, you can touch um, an industrial, industrially produced pipe uh, that we painted black for the installation And then you can also touch a a brick-tiled structure that resembles something similar to a chimney or like a a fragment of a wall of a a building.
0: Now, you mentioned this is a—folks walk into this room. It's a large plywood platform, and people are going to stand on the platform in order to view the sculptures that are kind of inset into it, as you just said. Um, We often interact with art— Yes, and coming up from it. We often interact with art either at eye level or higher, depending on the piece. So I'm I'm kind of curious about how you have, why you made the decision to um, have more of a, I guess, a grounded installation in a sense.
1: Um, In a lot of ways, uh, I've been working over the last 10 years to kind of deal with kind of ownership or proprietorship engagement with objects and When I started making these sculptures that look like asphalt or uh, the starry sky, they meant to sit on the floor because they're resembling something of the ground. Uh, And so the largest work that I've made to date is nine and a half by 16 feet, and it sits on a platform on the floor, but you can't walk on it. And so presenting Chloe Robert Irving, Archaeology of the President at the Art Center, is an experience for the viewer to kind of, understand or experience the, the next evolution of, of where and what I've been doing is, is going. So the experience of walking up onto the platform, looking at seeing things from above, looking at you know reflections or ideas uh, from a different perspective is just, is just a part of the course of, of my desire for people to be involved in a completely different way.
0: Mm-hmm. You use the word archaeology when describing your work. Why use that term?
1: Uh, you know, we think about, we can think about the application and use of ceramics throughout the last several thousand years and, you know, ceramic is used in the Southwest by indigenous people to build adobe houses, you know, and the adobe can withstand weather, you know, a certain kind of weather. Um, in St. Louis, where I'm from, we built a lot of buildings over the last 200 years, uh, 300 years out of brick because the clay in the earth is, is valuable, you know, and, and it it can produce something that can serve a function. And so when you think about how, when you think about archivability, you know, when you think about painting or or a certain kind of sculptural production, fibers or or concrete, you know, we think about how long will something last. And when you go to a dig site or you go somewhere that's really old, first thing or something that they're most likely going to find is something made out of ceramic. And so when you think about the complication of living in contemporary society where we're constantly willing to tear something down to build something new or we just let something fall, you know, it's falling in a place. And thinking about and comparing or contrasting or in, like elucidating a little bit further on archaeology and relationship to the present, it's just making notice of, of this place in which we're in still also having value or space for reflection.
0: And and how does that then reflect in my introduction? I talked about a city street landscape can truly tell a community story, or at least a part of the community story. Can you expand on that a little I mean, bit in terms of how your art reflects that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can go into a white neighborhood and, you know, and not see any trash on the ground, but you know there's somebody there picking it up. You know, So there's a certain level of privilege that's being communicated. You know, a certain kind of Heightened expectation of um, what power is supposed to look like. And so when you engage in a series of the sculptures that I'm presenting, there are certain things that are illuminated or ambiguous to certain audiences and and completely understandable by another. And so the ceramic floor tile sculptures are about memorial of, of experiences, but they're not necessarily communicating or narrativizing. Any specific uh, experience because it's not a meant to. It's to act as those objects act as memorial to uh, to the possibility of something or the memory of something, but it's not necessarily telling you, you know, Billy Joe died here, you know, or mm-hmm. it's not a landmark. It's just a signifier.
0: For me, i I'm, curi- um, I'm curious about. Why you decided to open this your work this exhibit here at the in in minneapolis at the at the walker? Tell me a little bit about that
1: well in twenty twenty one or yeah in twenty twenty one senior curator of uh, vincenzo uh, at the museum who's no longer there now wrote me and asked me to have a studio visit and um he uh had no he knew the programming and what else he was working on and and i think he saw a connection between his other programs that he was doing at the time and, and including me a part of that conversation. Now, recently, um, Italian artist Giannis Canillis had a Vincenzo curated a, a long-term survey of that artist's work. And so for me to be in the other room uh, and then at currently still on view at the museum, Paul Chan, um, just like as a concert, you know, museum's program is all about concert. You know what? What all the different parts uh, look like and sound together. Sound like together. And for me, this exhibition at the Walker is a very specific commission. You know, it's like a experience when someone invites an artist to do something, and the whole institution supports the project. And so, continuing to work with uh, William Luey to organize the exhibition, um, I just wanted to give the audience. A way into the work that is maybe you know it to interject a little bit more participation mm. maybe could allow the audience a little bit more access to the content and so mm. mm-hmm. pushing forward my interest in making a more dynamic installation, but also um, user or visitor experience is is kind of like this exhibition. And this installation is kind of trying to sit in the middle of that.
0: Wow. It's been open for, gosh, exactly a week. Have you heard about Reaction yet?
1: Uh, People's responses. A lot of people have shared uh, some response, and they're really uh, interested. in. And it's dynamic, you know, issues between walking and seeing videos from above. There's a video work that you can see from above. Um, the fact that you can touch something, I think, really excites people and they can touch two things. I mean, the installation really is bridging all of uh, my thoughts from the last several years uh, into one space. So it's really, it's been, I think, for most people, it's going to be a real pleasure to kind of enter the museum and see and interact with something that is pretty new.
0: I'm excited to see it. Thank you, by the way, for your work and thank you for your time talking about the exhibit today.
1: Thank you. It's such a pleasure and and it's a real blessing to be able to continue to make work and exhibit my work. Last year, or in 2021, I opened opened an exhibition at the Museum of Modern Art and I'm so glad that I got to celebrate that opening and I I took my grandma with me. This will be the first exhibition that I'll see of my own work and my grandma won't be able to so oh, oh,
0: real, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's a real it's a real blessing to do what I do, but oh, I just uh yeah, you know, I make I make I make and I do because what my grandma provided for me helped me to be able to be here, so it means I a bet, lot.
0: I bet your grandma's spirit is still with you, you know what I'm saying? And she's probably maybe yep. um creating through you. Yep.
1: And she's moving moving with me every day so. Yeah.
0: Oh gosh, thank you so very much and best of luck in the future. Thank you. We've been talking to artist Khalil Robert Irving. You can see his new exhibit for free at the Walker Arts Center in Minneapolis. By the way, Arts Programming on NPR News is made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendment's Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.